You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Hola, amiga. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast for the woman committed to God, goals, and growth in that order. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin. This is episode 214. This week, I wanted to talk about breaking free from our self-imposed limitations and our comfort zones. So many of us love to stay in that little safe zone of comfort because it's easy, it's familiar, it doesn't require anything from us. But did you know that nothing good comes from our comfort zones? When you stay in your comfort zone, you are not challenging yourself you're not growing, you're not discovering what you're truly made of, you're stuck. And this episode, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. It's a continuation of my Break Free series because there's so many things that we need to break free from. There's so many beliefs, so many identities that we have taken on that are not necessarily aligned with who God created us to be. And a lot of times we take on identities that other people have given to us and we get lost in the muck of all that and we get confused. We grow in this world unsure about who we are because we haven't taken the time to really connect with ourselves on a deep spiritual level and really giving ourselves the opportunity to do some introspective, self-reflective work to uncover who it is that we really are. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But before I get into that segment, you know, I want to share just a little bit of what's going on with me, some of the things that you can look forward to, the things that I'm involved. It's going to be a super busy summer for me, and I'm excited because I think I've had enough time to rest, to regroup, and I'm definitely ready to kind of get back in the swing of things, and I will be starting next week with my weekly Bible study group. Cohort 7 starts next Wednesday, May 31st. So if you are looking for a community of women to read and study the Bible with, then look no further. You have found your squad. Uh, The Bible study is non-denominational, so we are not religion-specific. However, we are Jesus Christ centered. So we do believe that Jesus is Lord. He is our savior. We believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary. 
He came and walked on this earth. He was crucified and he resurrected. So like we believe, that's what we believe. Jesus is our God. And I think it's important for me to say that because sometimes it's easy when you're on your own spiritual journey and you're on your own path to figuring out what it is or who it is that you believe in to believe that the term God is synonymous with like all gods, you know? Um, and so for me, it's really just important to be clear on that. So, so that for those who join, understand what they're joining and that they're not misled about what we're going to be studying, what we're going to be reading. I don't believe in using the term universe as a synonym for my creator and my God. I believe that God is the creator and the universe is the creation, right? God created the universe and everything in it. And I will say like, I didn't always know that. And so I give people grace for where they are on their own journey because it's what we're called to do. God gives us grace every moment of our lives, every time we mess up, every time we get it wrong, you know? And so I don't sit in judgment of anyone, but I think that it's also important as I learn different things to share some of the things that I've learned. And I used to be one that would, you know, use the word universe, believing that it was the same thing as God, you know? So I would say, you know, put it out into the universe and let the universe guide you. But the reality is that the universe is the thing that was created by God. So God is the creator. The universe is the creation, kind of like you and I. And um, it's important to know the difference and it's important to understand the distinction. So if you want to join the Women of Faith Bible Study Group, I'm going to post the link in the episode notes. Um, All you have to do is sign up and it's really quick and simple. It's just your name and I believe your email address. And the only reason why I do this is because the group changes every cohort. So some women that joined, you know, cohort one, were not a part of cohort two and so on and so forth. And because we send weekly emails, I want to make sure that we're only emailing the individuals who want to be a part of this cohort. So that's the only reason why we have women join every single cohort. The next thing that is happening in my world is that I'm launching my group coaching cohort June 5th. It's called Unleashed, and it's for the woman who finds herself at a crossroads in life. Maybe you're a high-achieving woman. You have accomplished everything on that checklist for yourself. You've gotten the degree. You have an established, successful career. You have the home, the white picket fence, the children, the house, like all of the things that society says we should have, right? You have that. You've checked off all the boxes, and yet you find yourself unhappy, lacking joy, feeling unfulfilled, maybe you're sad. Like there's so many things that happen in our lives as women. And even though we have so many things to be grateful for, we still find ourselves sometimes in the middle of our lives, like just 
asking for more or saying like there has to be more than just material things, right? Than just amassing all of the tangible material things that society has convinced us are going to make us happy. And then when we get them, we realize that we're not very happy. It's just another thing that we have accumulated. So whether this is you, or maybe you are just on a path of rediscovering who you are. Maybe you don't even know what it is that you want. Maybe you have lost your identity in taking care of other people, um, of putting yourself and your own needs on the back burner. So you've never been able to prioritize yourself. Maybe you don't know what your purpose is, what you have been created to do. There's so many different reasons that we find ourselves at a standstill in our lives, right? And it's at that crossroads. So if you find yourself at this crossroads and you are looking for a community of women to support you on this journey back to rediscovering yourself, then the Unleashed cohort might be for you. I'm also going to post the link of how you can enroll in the episode notes. So when you get a moment, you can kind of go and check that out. And if you think it would be a good fit, I encourage you to enroll. It's um, we, I have limited slots. I'm only working with a limited number of women, this cohort, because I want one, I love to maintain the intimacy of it. And two, I think that through the intimate setting is how the most powerful bonds are formed. And for me, that's really what it's about. It's about empowering you to step into your best self, but also encouraging you to be the support that another woman needs. Um, All right. So now that we've gotten all of that stuff out of the way, um, I celebrated my 46th birthday um, a few days ago. May 19th was my birthday. And I had an incredible evening with my girlfriends. They treated me to dinner. It was a beautiful night out spent with the most important women in my life. I mean, aside from my mom, she wasn't there. But every other woman that attended are the most important women in my life right now. And it's important for me to say that because investing in relationships with women and cultivating healthy relationships with women isn't something that I think we talk enough about. And I want to talk about that because these women are the women that are going to lift us up in the moments where we can't carry ourselves through some of the hard situations in life. When we find ourselves doubting ourselves and our power, because we all have those moments, right? Even me as a life coach, as confident as I am, there are times where I struggle just to make it through a day or to make it through a week. And having these women by my side just reminds me that I'm not alone in this world. And that really is the key because we were not created to live life alone. We weren't created to walk on our journey by ourselves. You know, the Bible says it, that he who has a friend like is, is rich and I can't 
think of the exact scripture, but you know, it says that having, you know, a person with you is better than being on your own because if you fall, you have someone to pick you up. If you're suffering, like if you're cold, if you have another body there with you, it helps to keep you warm. And so I want you to start thinking about the relationships you have in your own life. How solid are they? Do you have women that you can count on, that you can call in the middle of the night? And if you need them, they're going to show up for you. And if you don't have these women, then I invite you to do a little self-reflecting. Ask yourself what has happened in your life or what is happening in your life that is keeping you from establishing these relationships. I know sometimes it's easy for us to put the blame on other people and say, oh, well, so-and-so was a bad friend or so-and-so didn't show up the way that I needed them to. But sometimes it's how we're not showing up in our relationships with our girlfriends. And sometimes our lack of showing up um, we is reciprocated in the way that the other person responds to us. And I know that this was really true for me because there was a point in my life where I was very selfish and I wasn't always showing up for my friends in the way that they needed me to. And I was so consumed with my own life and with my own dreams and goals and the things that I was trying to do that I lost sight of how my friends needed me to be a more visible constant presence in their life. And as a result, like, you know, some relationships dwindled, some ended. And I also believe that, you know, we have relationships and friendships for different seasons in our lives. So not every relationship we have is meant to stand the test of time. Sometimes people come into our lives to teach us something about ourselves or teach us something about humanity. Or sometimes we're placed in people's lives to be their lesson. And then once, you know, that has happened, the relationship kind of dwindles away and like, that's fine. But we should all have at least one to two good friends that we can do life with. So for me, having, I have, I have quite a few um, and I don't take them for granted. And I think that the older I get, the more grateful I am for them the more present I try to be for them, and the more aware I am about how important it is to nurture these relationships. And when I talk about nurture, I mean that we have to pour into them by spending time with each other, by picking up the phone and calling, not just sending a text, but really being present. The same way that you would pour into any other relationship, you have to do the same thing with your friendships. The same way that I spend time every single day pouring into my relationship with God, I make sure that I'm taking time throughout, and maybe not every single day, but I am making sure that I'm staying connected to the people who are important to me and letting them know that I am there. And this is something that I have learned to do with time, with maturity. I was not always like this, but I realized that I need people and I need my girls. And um, when things are important to us, we take the necessary time that we need to pour into them. 
And so before we get into segment two, I just want to share some of the things that I've learned throughout my own journey in life. And I think every time we have a birthday, well, at least every time I have a birthday, I spend a lot of time self-reflecting because I want to not only see you know, where I'm going, like what I want to do with the rest of my life as I step into this new year. But I also want to reflect on the things that I have learned. What are the mistakes that I have made? How can I get better? How can I make sure that I don't make the same mistakes twice? And what are the lessons that I have learned? So for me, the older I get, the more free I become. And so let me explain this a little bit. I think that when we're younger, we live a life trying to impress other people. So a lot of the things that we tend to do centers around other people's perception. So we either do or don't do things based on what other people are going to think or say about us. But the older that I get, the less I care about other people and the more I care about how I feel feel, whether I'm doing good in the world, and if I'm living up to the expectation and the standard that God has set for me. So I've become more free. I'm free from feeling like I have to live up to others' expectations. I'm now free to do or not do the things that I want to do without explaining myself, without giving excuses. Like if I don't want to do something, I'm not lying about it. I'm not coming up with an excuse. I'm just saying, no, I can't do it. And that, and it's that. Like I don't feel the need anymore to come up with the excuse because I have learned to prioritize what I need in my life. And sometimes saying no to other people is what I need for me. I've also gotten to the point where I feel free to explore new things and for no other reason, but because I want to try something new and whether or not it's something that I'm going to continue. Um, I try not to focus on that. I just want to give myself permission to be open to trying new things even if it's out of my comfort zone, even if I'm not skilled at doing it, even if it scares me, um, you know, I want to be, I am becoming someone who is just really opening myself to life and what it has to offer. And the truth is we never know what we're going to like or enjoy if we don't allow ourselves to try new things. Um, the last thing that I feel more free in doing is I'm free to fail. Like I have given myself permission to no longer be afraid of failing and not getting caught up in the outcome, but instead embracing what I'm learning in the process. So often I think that we get in our own way from trying new things or having new experiences because we're afraid of failing, we're afraid of looking foolish, we're worried about what people are going to say about us, and we're focused on the outcome instead of focusing on the process, focusing on the journey. Because one thing I've learned is that with every new opportunity and every new thing that I have tried, whether I succeed or whether I fail is really irrelevant. 
What's more important to me is well, what am I developing within myself in that process? Am I getting stronger? Am I building my confidence? Is my self-esteem growing? You know, all of these things happen when we challenge ourselves and not being afraid to fail is, to, is the first step in helping us cultivate a new mindset and a new belief in ourselves. Because the person who is afraid of failing is the person who is never going to try. And if all you're focused on is the outcome, then you're missing the entire point of starting something new anyway. The next thing that I've learned is that nobody really cares. <laughs> no one cares about the things that we think they care about. No one cares if you fail. No one cares if you succeed. Like no one really cares. And it's because I think a lot of us are really self, so self-absorbed that we think people care about the things that we care about, but they really don't. And so... I want you to start embracing the idea of just doing whatever it is that you want because at the end, the only person that really matters is you. The next thing I learned is that every day, there is an opportunity to do good and spread kindness. So even if you have a bad day today, even if maybe you snapped at your kids or maybe you spoke disrespectfully, you know, to your spouse or maybe to your sibling or your parent, allow yourself some grace and recognize that one, you're human. So you're never going to respond positively or great because things happen and we we're all dealing with our own different stressors. Um, some of us have really demanding jobs. I mean, and just life is lifing, right? And things are taking a toll on us. And then when we look at what's happening at the global world around us, Florida is like <laughs> in its own little world apart from the rest of the United States. There's attack on women's rights, on race, on equality that, you know, um, diversity, equity, inclusion programs are being attacked. Like, I feel like we're going backwards in the state of Florida. And if we allow ourselves to focus on everything that's happening, all of the ills of the world, then yeah, we're going to snap at people sometime. But I want you to know that just because that is your reality today, right? Tomorrow you have another opportunity to do good, to be good, to spread kindness, and not to allow the ills of the world affect how you show up in your day-to-day world. And so just be mindful of that, you know, and every day at the end of the day, take some time to self-reflect and look at how your day went and what went well throughout your day and where are there opportunities that you can do better tomorrow. The next thing I've learned is that people won't change just because we want them to. Mm. (sighs) How novel is that idea? We spend so much time, I think, and energy wishing for people to change, hoping they change, praying that they change. And if we actually think about the change and transformation process and how hard it is, we would not be focusing our efforts on other people. We should be focusing our efforts and energy on changing the only person that we actually have control over changing, 
and that is ourselves. And I've learned this through the many women that I have worked with as a coach. The ones who change their lives are the ones who are ready, the ones who are committed, the ones who show up and they do the work regardless of how hard it is. They're the ones that are not making the excuses and they just do it. But the ones who are not ready, doesn't matter what I tell them, doesn't matter what tools I give them, doesn't matter what I teach them, if they are not ready, they are not going to change. And so I've learned to not push those people. Because when you're ready, you do the work. I mean, just the other day, I had someone slide up and send me a message um, talking about they wanted to join the Unleashed cohort, but they're going to be away. And so they can't do it this time. um, So they'll do it next time. My thing is, the comment in itself was not necessary at all. Because you're already starting the message out with an excuse. Right, So the people who want to will. The ones who don't will find every excuse in the book to not do something. And again, that is fine. That is your own work that you have to deal with. And what I would say to this person is, what is it about you that felt the need to send a message giving reasons and excuses as to why you can't join now. Like there's no pressure. I'm not pressuring anybody to join the cohort. And so there really wasn't any need for the message. But there's something happening within this individual that feels like they have to explain. And so this is some of the things that we look at when we work together through the coaching program. What, where is that belief and that need developing to explain to other people what it is you are or not are not doing. So again, people won't change just because we want them to. They have to want to change for themselves. The next thing I've learned is I can only change myself. And every day I push myself to step outside of my comfort zone. And I am really intentional about this. Um, I do it every day um, at the gym. It is something that I have grown to love. And I never thought that I would become a person that says they love going to the gym. But I absolutely love how the gym challenges me in every way. Not just in my physical strength, but mentally, I am challenging myself every single day and I am pushing myself past my own limitations, like the the excuses that I have given to myself about the things that I cannot do. I find myself doing them. And I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast this week Because it isn't until we test ourselves that we really see what we're made of. And so often, the thing that we think we cannot do, we can do if we just trusted ourselves just a little bit more and stepped outside of our comfort zone. And then the last thing that I want to share with you that I've learned, I mean, I've learned a lot of things in my 46 years of life, but the last thing that I want to share with you is that healing takes time and that we cannot rush the process. And I know that when we find ourselves 
in the middle of unbearable grief or pain, discomfort, you know, whatever area of our lives where we're wounded, healing takes time and we cannot rush the process. And sometimes the healing of the wound is more painful than the actual wound, you know, and I say that I've been working with this young woman for the past five years. And when we first started working together, she was at the lowest of the low. She had lost her mom. She had lost her business, the home that they shared together. Her life was in a complete tailspin out of control and she did not know how she was going to get back up on her feet. In fact, she didn't even have any desire to keep living. And I told her it's going to take time, but if you trust me, I promise that we will get you back to living, to thriving, to being happy. And five years later, she is there I recently uh, spent an afternoon with her at her new apartment that she worked so hard to manifest. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful apartment. I mean, in a luxury building with, with different amenities. She has a balcony view right outside of her bedroom. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And there was a time where she couldn't even look past the ground because she was on her knees all the time, crying and praying and not knowing how she was going to make it back up. But she did. And she did because she put in the work and she believed in the process and she believed in herself. And ultimately she started to really surrender to God and started to allow him to move her and place her in the spaces that she needed to be in the season of her life that she was in. And so if this is you, if you find yourself at a place in your life where you feel like the pain is unbearable, where you feel like you can't go no more, I want to tell you that it gets better. I also want to remind you that healing takes time, but whatever you do, do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on God. Surround yourself with someone who's going to encourage you, who is going to remind you of what you have within and that is going to help lift you and carry you on the days where it's really, really hard. All right, so that wraps up segment one. When I return from this break, we're gonna get into this week's topic, how to break out or breaking free from your comfort zone and those self-imposed limitations. You are tuned in to the Woman of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Transformation doesn't happen simply because you think about it. True transformation requires work. And transformation that lasts occurs when you take inspired action, when you commit to the process, and when you show up for yourself, 
even on the days when it's hard. And I know that it's really easy to make the excuses, but it's time to stop making excuses and time for you to commit to the person that you know you are capable of becoming. So if this program sounds like something you can commit to, then shoot me a message at nancy at thefiercewoman.org and let's work together. I'm here for you and I want to see you thrive. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast. Thank you for sticking with me. We are in segment two and we're going to get right into this week's topic, which is breaking free from your comfort zone and those self-imposed limitations. Now, I don't know about you, but there were plenty of seasons in my life where I was very nice and secure in my comfort zone. I wasn't doing anything to challenge myself. I was in the safe zone. Um, and so many of us, if we're not careful and intentional, will spend our entire lives in that comfort zone. And sometimes... When it comes to achieving any kind of success, our biggest enemy is ourselves. See, we have an infinite capacity as human beings to tell ourselves stories, right? I mean, it's embedded in our DNA all the way back to the caveman era. You know, we tell ourselves stories and this is how we keep traditions alive. It's how we pass on, you know, uh, recipes. Like we, we are just natural storytellers. And the most important story we tell ourselves is about ourselves. And so what story, what narrative have you created about yourself that you keep telling yourself? Like, is it an empowering narrative or is it a limiting narrative that is keeping you stuck and that is preventing you from really fulfilling your potential and your purpose? See, there are differences between the skills that we just haven't developed yet and then the self-imposed limitations that we place on ourselves because of fear and uncertainty and because of that pesky limiting narrative that we keep telling ourselves. See, so much of our limitations have been programmed into us by others. So much of our own confidence and ability to tackle difficult tasks is embedded or programmed into us from the moment that we're children. And so if you have parents or have parents or caretakers that empowered you and that led you to believe that you could do anything you set your mind to, that encouraged you to try new things, that were there to pick you up when you fell, 
you then start to develop this positive sense of self and the belief that it's okay to try new things. And even when you don't succeed the first time, you get up and you try again. But then there are others, there are other parents and other caretakers who place their own limiting beliefs on their children. So if they themselves have never trusted within themselves to do something, that's what they're going to put onto their children. So it will sound like, oh, there's no way you can do that. Or it might sound like, no one I know has ever done that. What makes you think you can? Oh, if you try that, you're going to hurt yourself. Like there's all of these things that sometimes as parents, we do and say, right, out of fear because we want to protect our children from getting hurt. But then the flip side of that is if we do that too much, then we do not instill in our children the confidence that they need to take a chance on themselves and to learn new things and to just branch out and step out of that comfort zone. And this can happen through many different phases in our lives, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to happen with our parents or our caretakers because maybe you did have the parent that encouraged you and empowered you, but maybe you um, surround yourself with the wrong crowd, you make the wrong friends, you get involved with the wrong partner, and then they start to tear you down and they start to place their own limitations on you. And then you start to internalize this lie, this narrative, this story that doesn't necessarily uh, represent who you are or your capabilities. And then you start to walk around in the world like that. So you never try anything new, you stay with what you know, you focus on what is safe, and then you never really allow yourself to see what you're made of. Because the truth is, if you are always working within your comfort zone, you're never allowing yourself to explore the potential that lives inside of you. Our brain is naturally wired to protect us from danger zones, right? So if we find ourselves in situations or in experiences that force us to do something out of the norm that we've never done before, it's hard for our mind and our brain to internalize the safety in that new experience. And even if you're not physically going to hurt yourself, the idea of doing something that you've never done is scary. And it's that fear that keeps you stuck and it keeps you from really stepping out into something new. Because stepping out of your comfort zone, what it does, it makes you more creative. It helps you to decrease your own limiting beliefs and it enables you to use new ways of thinking and acting. And in that way, you start to extend your own limits. It also helps you to explore new ways of dealing with challenges and expand your potential. It helps you to get stronger. Um, it opens up new growth opportunities for you. And then the possibilities for what you can do and accomplish become endless. And so many 
of us who operate in the comfort zone do so because we don't trust ourselves enough to try something new and believe that we can do it. So how can you start breaking free from your comfort zone and breaking free from the self-imposed limits that you have placed on yourself? Because there's something to be said about not developing a certain skill versus doing something because you're afraid to do it, right? There's a big difference between I can't (laughs) and I'm scared to. And being able to understand the difference between those two is so critical to helping you push past some of your self-imposed limits. So the first thing that you need to start doing is you have to start trusting in yourself and use your inner potential. Sometimes we are too critical of ourselves and we live with these limiting beliefs that have no truth or basis behind them. That when you start to kind of pick that limiting belief apart, you have to start asking yourself, like, are there facts to support this belief that I have internalized about myself? And chances are that there's nothing factual. There's no concrete evidence to support the limiting belief other than the fact that you have created this belief and you've been repeating this to yourself for years. And the thing is, it's not about you not being able to do it. It's that you don't believe that you can't. And the reason that you believe that you can't is because one, you've never done it. So you're not experienced enough. And two, you're allowing this lie to turn into fact without any supporting evidence. But the truth is that you have the strength and the potential to do the thing that you think you cannot do. So you have to trust in yourself. You have to explore your inner potential by doing new things or by doing things differently. In this way, you will start to prove to yourself that you are able to handle new challenges. You are capable of more than you think you are. And so start believing in yourself. No matter what that negative limiting belief voice inside is telling you, you have to start countering that negative thought with a positive affirming thought. And you can do that based on past experience, right? Think about something that you've done in the past that maybe you didn't think you could do at first. And then you tried it and you did it and you succeeded. And you may not have succeeded, on the first try, but ultimately you did. I mean, I can give you a perfect concrete example that we all have experienced. And you can think back to when you were a baby, an infant. Now you might not necessarily remember when you started walking, but none of us are born with the knowledge of how to walk. We're born and we, the first 
year or two of our lives, we are dependent on people, on our parents to carry us uh, around the world, right? Because we cannot walk yet. It's a skill that has to be developed. And the only way that we developed it is by trial and error. Some of us start by crawling on our hands and knees, and then eventually we graduate into walking. And other others, right, just start by holding onto something. We steady ourselves, and then we start to take our first steps, and we might fall, we might waddle, but in the end, we get back up. And so what happens until we then can walk on our own two feet, steady, without the help and support of anyone. And so if we are automatically wired that way, I need you to remind yourself of that the next time you feel afraid of stepping into something new. It's okay to trip. It's okay to fall as long as you're starting and as long as you continue to do it until you get better. The next thing that you can do to kind of push past some of these self-imposed limitations is that you just have to move towards the thing that scares you, right? Because fear is a natural and essential part of our individual growth. Every time we consciously choose to step out of our comfort zone, the next uncomfortable thing becomes a little bit smoother. And we know that we can overcome our fears because we've done it in the past. And the thing about fears is that a lot of times they're based on imaginative scenarios that we create in our mind. Again, none of it is based on fact. But the more you face your fears, the more confident you will become and the more you will start to trust yourself. And the more you will see that you can control your emotions and that your fears are simply a perspective of your thoughts. So if you can conquer your thoughts, you can conquer your fears. The next thing that you can do, this is what tip number three, is that you can seek out role models, mentors, coaches, or people who are doing what you want to do or are where you want to be. For example, and I'm going to use this because this is where I am right now in my own journey and in my own life. But for example, if you want to bodybuild, if you want to lose weight, or if you simply want to be healthier, you have to seek out and align yourself with individuals who are already doing this, right? You can't have mentors or coaches who have not gone through the journey that you are about to embark on. Like if you wanted to lose weight and you wanted to get healthy, you're not going to have a coach who has no idea, no experience about what it takes to become healthier, They're not going to be able to guide you properly and they're not going to be able to empower you or encourage you or support you during the times when things get hard. 
This is why you have to seek out the people who are already doing what you want to do because they understand the commitment and the discipline that it takes to get to the end goal. And they can also guide you when you hit a roadblock because the truth is it's never a smooth linear road. There's always going to be peaks, valleys, obstacles, challenges, things that you're going to encounter when you decide to step out of your comfort zone and do something that you've never done before. Uh, Another tip or another thing that you can do to help you break out of the comfort zone is focus on the words or the voice that you have in your head and the thoughts that you are you're thinking about, right? So some of the words that automatically creep up when we're presented with an opportunity to challenge ourselves and step out of the comfort zone are the words try, can't, won't. And I spoke about it recently on one of my IG stories. Um, I was attempting a new skill you know, um, in my workout, we were trying to do handstand push-ups, and I remember talking, making a video, and saying how I could not do it. I was like, I can't do it. But then I checked myself, and I said, you know what? It's not that I can't do it. It's that this move right now is challenging for me, and I'm gonna have to work my way up until I can actually do one handstand push-up. So again, kind of going back. So what I said in the beginning of the segment, it's not that I can't do it. It's just that I have not developed the skill for the handstand push-up just yet, but it's something that I'm working towards. So you have to concentrate on the words that you're using that, have, that you have conditioned yourself to kind of help keep you safe, right? So as you start to push past your limit, start to focus on the phrases that you're using and their impact. Because these words take up too much of our brains and they can stop you from breaking down the self-imposed limitation, right? So we all have fears from the most successful person to the most novice person that's starting out, we all have fears and we all use language to help us stay safe and help us stay in that comfort zone. So let's break down a couple of these words. Um, For example, just so that you can see, um, they're kind of two sides of the same coin, but it depends on how you use the word. All right, so let's take try, for example. Can you only try? Trying suggests you take a high odds view that it could fail. But if you change that to something like, I aim to do this, I'm giving it focus, and I'm taking ownership. So I, and and for me, actually, I don't even like the word try because to try implies that you're going to do it at some future point. Like for me, there's only do or don't do, right? So there's no try. You're, you're either doing or not. But let's take the word can't, right? I can't. That's like the first thing that we tell ourselves when we are 
presented with an opportunity that scares us, that we've never done before, or that's going to push us out of our comfort zone. We're like, no, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. Like We immediately go into this defense mode because we want to protect ourselves. But if you look at it from the perspective of you want to fly like Icarus, right? Then yeah, you absolutely can't do that because you don't have physical wings. However, you can learn how to fly a helicopter or fly a plane, right? So when we look at it from that perspective, there really is no can't. But then on the other hand, if it's telling someone what you think, right? Is it I can't or is it I'm scared to? So when you think about your own limit and when you think about an opportunity like I did with the handstand push-up, when I was looking at my trainer and she was modeling the the actual proper form, I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. But really what I was thinking was like, I'm scared to do that because what if my form isn't correct? What if I break my neck in the process of that? What if I hurt myself, right? So all of the I can't for me was really centered on the fear of getting hurt. But once I understood that it was just based on where I'm at, at the skill level, I was able to rewire my brain and the words that I was using. So it's not that I can't, it's just I don't have the skill yet. And it's something that I have to work towards. And the same is true for you. It's not that you're not able to do anything. It's just that you have to work up to that skill level. Don't let your fear of doing something that you've never done before keep you from doing the thing because the only way that you're going to develop the skill and the only way that you're going to get better is by trying and it's a it's by committing and having the discipline and doing it every single day another tip to help you push past that comfort zone is to ask questions. You know, one of the things that I did with my trainer as she was demonstrating, like I I asked her like to like break it down step by step. Like I need baby steps, (laughs) you know, like I need to know what goes first, what goes second. And then what are ways that I can, you know, make sure that I'm not hurting myself, you know, so don't be afraid to ask questions because the more questions you ask the better you're going to feel about stepping out of that comfort zone and then the last thing that I want to share is um, for you to be mindful and self-aware and this is something that I talk a, a lot about on this podcast and even with my coaching clients and even on my Instagram you know mindfulness and being self-aware means keeping a moment-by-moment awareness of the thoughts that you are thinking, right? Having that awareness of your thoughts, of your feelings, of your body reactions, of what is happening within your body and your surrounding environment, they all provide valuable feedback, you know, on the experience that you're having. So by being mindful, you pay attention 
and you start to accept your thoughts and feelings without judging them, without believing. For instance, that there is a right or wrong way to think or feel in a given moment. So when we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we are sensing in the present moment rather than digging into the past or imagining the future and creating an outcome that may never come to pass. So to improve your mindfulness, you can start with one of my faves, meditation or even short self-reflection sessions. And if you worked with me, then you know I am big on self-reflection, on asking ourselves like questions like, what am I feeling at this moment? Why am I feeling this? Why is this feeling coming up for me right now? So being able to have that introspection and that self-reflection can provide valuable insight that's going to help you become more mindful and more self-aware. And so I guess um, to end this week's these podcasts, I just want to remind you that there really are no limits to what you can accomplish. The only limits that exist are the ones that you place on yourself. So as you prepare, you know, to, to go about your day, you prepare to, to tackle the week, I want you to think about the many ways that you have traditionally limited yourself. And then I want you to choose one thing, one limit that you've placed on yourself that you can start working towards breaking free from. I really want to know. So shoot me an email, message me, let me know what you're working towards and let me know how I can support you in that journey. So until next time, Thank you for tuning in. Don't let anyone put limitations on you. And remember that you've been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.